You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. To honor all copyright restrictions, certain elements have been edited out of this message. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Psalms in chapter 27. I'll be reading verses 1 through 6 and then, ver- and then verses 13 and 14. If you want to follow along with today's reading, it's on page 609 in your pew Bible in the Old Testament, so the first, the first half of it. Um, and then it will also be on the screen for you this morning as well. But let us hear this reading from the Good News Translation. David writes, The Lord is my light and my salvation. I will fear no one. The Lord protects me from all danger. I will never be afraid. When evil ones attack me and try to kill me, they stumble and fall. Even if a whole army surrounds me, I will not be afraid. Even if enemies attack me, I will still trust God. I have asked the Lord for one thing, one thing only do I want, to live in the Lord's house all my life and marvel there at his goodness and to ask for his guidance. In times of trouble, he will shelter me. He will keep me safe in his temple and make me secure on a high rock. So I will triumph over my enemies. With shouts of joy, I will offer sacrifices in his temple. I will sing. I will praise the Lord. And then jumping down into verse 13, I know that I will live to see the Lord's goodness in this present life. Trust in the Lord. Have faith. Do not despair. Trust in the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So what does it mean for us? to show up for each other? What happens when you show up for someone else? What can change about an entire experience just by someone showing up for you? There's a great little video I found this week. It was on TikTok. It's of this little girl's dance recital. Um, it comes from TikTok user at Mama Crow. And at first, this little girl cannot see her family. But we're going to watch together in just a second of what changes in this little girl when she realizes that her entire family is there for her. Let's watch this together. If you want to know how many times I watched that in my office this week, the answer is yes. And if you want to know if I cried when I watched that video every single time, the answer is also yes. Did you see her face? Did you see her joyful tears? Did you see her entire countenance change when she realized that someone in that big crowd was there just for her? She lit up like a Christmas tree, right? It was a brief moment, but it was a powerful moment, and it shows us just exactly how showing up for each other, how much that can matter. In the opening phrase of Psalm 27, David writes these words, The Lord is my light and my salvation. And part of what I think about when I hear that phrase is the light on that little girl's face that we just saw as she noticed that someone was going to be there for her. 
For David, the Lord is the light that shines like that. The Lord is the light that shines in the darkness. For David, the Lord is the light that shines the truth on the situation and is his source of comfort and the foundation of his confidence and the premise of his peace. But as we read the entirety of Psalm 27, we will learn that these words are not necessarily actual, but they are more aspirational. As we read the entirety of Psalm 27, we learn that David has found himself once again in a place where he feels like he is in the dark, when he feels like he is alone, when he feels like his enemies are attacking him. And just as we saw last week with Psalm 25, we do not know exactly when David wrote this or what he was experiencing that caused him to write this. And just as we saw last week with what we know of David's life, we know that it could have been at several different points. This could have come as a part of David's youth, as a part of his story of growing up when his adversaries were his own family. And I know that sounds a little bit dramatic, but just hear me out. Do you remember what happened when Samuel the priest came to anoint the next king of Israel? He came to Jesse's house and asked him, Hey, do you have any sons? And Jesse brought forward the ones that looked the most attractive, the ones that looked the most promising. And David was out in the field watching the sheep. Jesse didn't even present him as an option. As he paraded his, friends, his sons in front of Samuel, awaiting this divine anointing. Then you hear David say, the one thing that I asked of God is to go live in God's house. And if that's how your family treated you, I'd look for somewhere, somewhere else to live too. Or this could have come in that awkward time between after when David was anointed and before he became the king. And the armies that attacked him and the enemies that surrounded him would have been King Saul and the king's court. Because it comes to pass that Saul puts a reward on David's head because of some slanderous things that were said by one of David's detractors that got back to the paranoid king. And Saul and David had this wedge driven between him because some of Saul's own soldiers praised David for killing Goliath when Saul couldn't get the job done. And so we learn in 1 Samuel 18 that Saul was jealous of David and Saul was suspicious of David from that day on, the day of the death of Goliath and the celebration of the people. And even more than that, if we were to keep reading in chapter 18, we would learn that Saul was afraid of David. Not just jealous, not just suspicious, afraid of David. Because the Lord was with David and not with Saul. There were enemies attacking him, literally. Or this could have been written after after the time that David became the king. Because kings are supposedly surrounded by people who admire them, but there are also enemies that appear to be or pretend to be admirers. There are also other kings, rival nations, that are seeking to destroy the kingdom in order to take over their territory. And so despite the success and the prosperity of David's reign, there were enemies everywhere. 
Any one of these circumstances could have been the reason why David wrote the way that he did. But what we do know is this. David was under some kind of attack. Or at least perceived that he was under some kind of attack. He is bewildered and he is searching the crowd to see if someone, anyone, is going to be on his side. And in the midst of this unknown hardship, David confesses what he knows. And what he knows is that the Lord is his light and the Lord is his salvation. What David knows is that the Lord is on his side. Even though his enemies were numerous, even though the nations, or even though he mentions the idea of his, of his own father and mother abandoning him, even though he feels distant from God, David knows in the depth of his being that God is with him, that it is God who strengthens him, it is God who will not abandon him. David knows that God is on his side. As we read the entirety of this psalm, it all circles back to God being present. If we were to read the entirety of Psalm 27, which is 14 verses, we would read that David invokes the name of God 17 times. 17 times he calls on God to act, and 17 times he is reminded that God is with him. David has been given this resolute faithfulness. And in the spirit of of this resolute faithfulness, the Lord's light shines on David. The Lord's face shines on David. And the Lord's presence changes David as much as Mama Crow's presence changes her daughters. I mean, can you hear the joy? Can you feel the relief? Can you experience the peace and the comfort of David's words at the end of the psalm? Trust in the Lord. Have faith. Do not despair. Trust in the Lord. As we continue navigating not only this season of Lent, which comes with all of its own heaviness, all of its own darkness, all of its own focus on our penitence and our fasting and our mortality. As we move through the season of Lent and move closer to the cross of Christ before we emerge from the resurrection, as we navigate all of the rest of the stuff of life, which can carry its own sense of heaviness, it is easy for us to empathize with David It is easy for us to find ourselves in this story. And it is easy for us to be overwhelmed by the similarities. So let me ask you this this morning. What in your life feels dark right now? Where does it feel like your enemies are exalting over you? And what would change if you felt the presence of God in every moment the way that David does? 
Because like David's life, our own lives are complex and they are busy and they can be confusing. And the world presents us with all kinds of things to give our fear. We fear the news of the next mass shooting. We fear climate change and the effects of climate change so much so that our United Women of Faith are dedicating an entire day to its conversation. We're afraid of identity theft. We're afraid of pancreatic cancer and the threats of society to our children. And now that the Super Bowl is over, we're worried about what our teams are going to do during free agency and the draft. And what can make this even more debilitating is the prospect of doing it by ourselves because we're too distracted or we're too proud to accept the help that God offers. So do you find yourself searching for someone to be on your side? If so, hear the good news. The Lord is our light, and the Lord is our salvation. The Lord protects us from all danger. Trust in the Lord. And when we put our trust in the Lord, we see that it is God who sent Jesus to be a part of our world, to experience the fullness of our human existence, and to be, as David picked out, our light and our salvation. In John chapter 1, we are told that Jesus is the light of the world, and that the light of Jesus shines in the midst of our darkness, and our darkness cannot overcome the light of Christ. Jesus is the word of God made flesh, the one who came to dwell among us, the one who walked our earth, ministered to the least and the last and the lost, saved our lives and continues to live in and through us. The Lord is our light and our salvation. And when we fully trust God, as David did, what we find is that we shine too. We shine too. As you think about the overwhelming darkness of the world and the number of ways that our fears are made known, who do you know that could use a little light? Maybe it's you. It's okay for us to need a little light. Because Jesus is our light and our salvation. So in these remaining days of Lent and these remaining days of our lives, I want to challenge you to ask the question every single day, who is it that needs the light of Christ today? Because Mama Crow on TikTok showed us the power that showing up can have. And can it be that you can show up for someone and make the light of Christ shine that much brighter. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for the way that your light shines in our lives. We give you thanks for the gift of your enduring presence in the midst of all of life. We give you thanks for the promise to never leave us and the way that we see that promise being lived out. And we give you thanks for those that have light to us when we could not find the light ourselves. 
empower us and enlighten us to shine so that your light shines brighter this Lent and this life. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.